We are back. Episode 26 coming a month after our last episode. A lot of stuff went down in baseball while I was gone. I was out in Europe, so we were not able to record for a few weeks there. But Ryan, how have you been? What has gone on in your life the last few weeks? Obviously, I was in Europe, so let's hear about you for a little bit. Um, well, you know, just working a lot as usual. Um, playing, uh, playing a little bit of golf here and there. Um, and yeah, not much else. Um, I think all our viewers are, are wondering how your trip was, though. So let's just uh, let's just focus on that. It was pretty fantastic. Um, so I went to go visit our friend Ethan, as, as uh, I think I mentioned earlier um, in a previous episode. But yeah, he's playing baseball in Prague, professional baseball. Um, it's actually pretty decent talent. I was very surprised. Um, there's a couple of guys that were in minor league baseball like a year ago, actually. So their their catch their catcher last year, or the, sorry, their catcher right now, Kybert Petit, was with the Red Sox last year in single A, I believe, or maybe double A. And then um, the best player in the league is this guy. Last name is Trevanka, and he was in Triple A with the Mets last year. And uh, I, I got a great story to tell about this guy in a little bit. But um, Prague, gorgeous city. Um, I feel apparently, like it's under the radar for yeah, everyone. Like people don't really I know about it. Undersold it. <laughs> yeah, you totally undersold it, and it's just like with with that city, people don't really think about going there, you know. And I think it's a must visit if you're ever in Europe because it's the biggest thing for me was like it's so beautiful, but it's so cheap. Everything um, because they use the Czech crown currency, so everything was just so cheap. Like full meals. Um, Ethan and then uh, our buddy AJ, who's there as well. We went out to dinner, had a nice dinner, appetizers, beers, drinks, everything. In total, it was $18 each, uh, what it came out to be, which is just insane. So it was just such a great city. Um, And then Ethan and I moved on to France. We went to Disneyland Paris, which was pretty cool. And then we went into Paris as well to go see some of the big sites like the Louvre and the Eiffel Tower, and Notre Dame. Um, So that was a cool couple of days as well. And then Ethan went on to Amsterdam for a night. And then I went to Belgium for four or five days to go visit uh, my friend Indra, who used to live in California, but moved back home to Belgium. So I got to spend some time in Antwerp and Brussels. And that was a really cool city as well. And just an overall fantastic trip. Yeah, uh, that's awesome, man. I wish it could have came, but you know, man's man's got to work. But uh, yep. but the new uh, the new news is that Ethan's gonna be playing ball in Australia this winter. That he I'm is. Defi- I'm definitely in for that one. Yeah, that's that's gonna be really cool. Um, he's dominating. Uh, my I, the one time I got to see him pitch, he threw a complete game shutout with 21 strikeouts, <laughs> and he struck out Chervenka three times in that game too. the guy that was in triple a last year. Um, and Ethan, I was, I had the radar gun behind home plate. He was topping out at 94. Um, and those were like, he actually topped out at 94 in like the sixth inning. So he was getting better as the game was going on. His slider is still disgusting. He didn't even throw a changeup, and that's like, it's probably his best pitch. Um, oh, trust me. I have no facing him. It is his best pitch. Yeah. But he's just, he's dominating. So he's, He'll be in the, uh, I think it's called the State League in Australia. And then from there, he can get moved up to the Australian Baseball League, which is like the big, like basically Major League Baseball in Australia. Because um, you got to start lower. And then if he, he could have one great start and then a team would call, can call him up like that and, uh, and buy out his contract. So um, that's where he's going. Uh, that'll be in October when he goes out there. Ah, that'll be so, that'll be such a fun trip. What a life, right? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, Michael, you missed, uh, you missed a little bit, nothing too crazy exciting. Did anything big happen? I don't know. Well, um, (laughs) well, something, something very bad happened to uh, a team that you're very very high on. It's like, it's weird. Cause like, I feel like we kind of expected it to happen at some point, but like we were really hoping it wouldn't, but then when it did happen, it was just so depressing. This, this, so this segment's called Icy Hot, and we're going to focus on the ice, iciest of the ice right now, and that is the uh, Los Angeles Angels. <laughs> yeah. How depressing uh, is that, man? They were in first place, looking like they were on their way back 
to maybe in the playoffs and maybe even winning the division. And then they lost 14 straight. Yeah, an absolute abysmal losing streak. And, and they fired Joe Madden. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but, you know, in order to, you know, kind of reverse their uh, their luck, he got a mohawk haircut. And the team didn't even see it because they fired him. Yeah, they fired <laughs> him the, the day. Of, yeah. Um, and uh, and then the, I think it was the next day or maybe the day the day after or sorry. No, it might have been, actually it might have been before. The entire team even changed all their walk-up songs to Nickelback songs. The Nickelback, yeah. And they still lost. Yeah. They were trying <laughs> to do anything to make a change. Yeah. But um, they 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 really had a uh, <laughs> a water boy moment. <laughs> oh no, we, we suck, suck again. again. I mean, honestly, it doesn't surprise me. I was actually more shocked about how bad of a slump Trout was in. Yeah. So I was looking at some of the things and it was like, okay, the the streak sucked, but there were a lot of factors that played into it. They had some guys that were uh, dinged up. I believe Trout was a little banged up and then he was in his slump as well. Taylor Ward got hurt during that stretch as well. So he was not playing all 14 of those games. Um, So they, they were a little banged up. Um, I mean, Trout, Trout is not in that slump anymore because he's no. like, he, he erupted. Yeah. I think he went, like, I think the last series, not against the Dodgers, but the last series, I think he went for like 10 for like 17. Yeah. I got to be so. honest, though. I don't think Joe Madden should have been fired. Uh, Well, I mean, sure. But like, I think that they just, I think the management just kind of lost patience with them because, I mean, this team is just so talented. And we all we all know that they have the two best players in the league, and they haven't made the playoffs. And they're like, "All right, we just need to change something." And then it all starts with the coach. Maybe the, I just think the problem is the upper management. I think they're placing blame on Joe Madden for no reason. But they could have been competitive the last decade because of Mike Trout, and they've only made the playoffs in 2014. Well, that's that's also because they put their money in the wrong in the wrong places exactly and that's what i mean like upper management is the problem not joe madden so i don't know joe madden he's been to the world series won a world series um he knows how to just keep a locker room together so unless there's other things in behind the scenes that we don't know about i would not have fired him they got off to such a great start 14 in a row sucks but like i wouldn't have gotten rid of him this early like, like a lot of these people don't understand that like every team goes through a bad losing streak. The Yankees are going to lose a couple games probably, but I mean, they're still so far ahead of everybody that like they can afford to same yeah, thing with yeah. the Mets. They they might go on a few, you know, game. Actually, I think they did earlier in the year, but like the best team, every, all, every team goes through some sort of, you know, bad streak during the season. And that's just what happens. And, um, but however, it sucks Michael, that it was that bad. Yeah, Michael, I also have really bad news for you because the Angels are one of your teams that you picked to make the playoffs. No team whose season consisted of a losing streak greater than 11 games has ever made the playoffs. God damn it. Why did you have to tell me that? <laughs> so, rip. There, Another waste If any team's going to do it, though, it's going to be this that team, you, you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. History is meant to be uh, broken, you know? Oh, 100%. And, um, and you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it because, I mean, the, the Mariners haven't really got anything together. The A's are, well, the A's. Sorry, Michael. Um, the Rangers, Why did you even the, need to say that? You don't even need to say that. <laughs> the A's, i sorry, the, the, uh, the Rangers are just eh. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, please don't waste another season of Trout and Otani because this is ridiculous. Yeah. So um, now we'll go to the less – Less icy, but still very uh, ice cold because they last night ha- they have now lost eleven of their last thirteen games, um, and are now in second place behind my St. Louis Cardinals in, in the NL Central, and that's the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Um, I don't know if you, I'm actually you weren't even here because you were still in Europe, but the Brewers had some very bad losses. To, they got swept by the Padres and swept by the Phillies, and their offense was like non-existent. Wow. It like it was horrible. Like there's just the same same problems that they've had. Uh, Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta are also banged up as well, so that doesn't really help. Um, I mean, and plus it's not going to get any easier for them because they have they play the Mets this week, 
and the Mets, obviously the probably the best team in the National League right now. Um, and they have the Cardinals and the Blue Jays next week. So two pretty hot teams. And uh, I mean, those uh, I mean, I'm happy I'm just, as the Cardinals fan, because, uh, you know, with the way the Cardinals have been playing, they deserve to be in first place. And uh, yeah, so but, but I mean, I think I know in the Brewers, they'll figure it out because I mean, they're they're pitching, especially on the pitching side, is too talented and they're just going to win games solely based off their pitching. So and once they get a little spark on that offense, they'll be just fine. Hey, I'm I'm happy about it because I have the Cardinals winning the division. So that's true. Keep rolling, Cardinals. Keep rolling. You can thank Paul Goat Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, I'm also um, yeah. It's just yeah. It's just it's so bad um, for the, for for both it, of those. Teams it's right just now. the same problems for the for the both teams. Same problems, you know. And yeah, I. But if I had to pick one team to figure it out better than the other one, it's probably the Brewers. Yeah. So. Um, but now let's move on to the uh, to the hot teams. Yeah, so the we'll team with... that I am ecstatic for that they are back in it. Oh, I thought you were going to finish that. <laughs> oh, I was going <laughs> to the Atlanta Braves. Sorry. Okay, there you go. Um, I am absolutely <laughs> ecstatic. They have won 13 straight games and have launched themselves into second place and now only five games back of the best team in the National League, the Mets. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to hear some crazy stats. Ronald Acuna Jr., Adam Duvall, and Austin Riley have all all have four or more home runs during this win streak. And so if and then Dansby's raking. I mean, their entire lineup is raking. I mean, that's what they need to do, especially with the loss of Freddie Freeman. I think I I even mentioned in one of our previous episodes that once Acuna is back, their offense is going to tear it up. And look what's happening. Yeah, I think we both agreed on that because that was the big that's the big catalyst in their lineup. And someone that's still under the radar, in my opinion, Matt Olson is having a hell of a season still. Yeah, he's having no, I, he's putting up good numbers. Absolutely. And um another thing that that you need to mention is that dude, their pitching staff has been, been very good. Yeah, Kyle Wright, really good. Spencer Strider, really good. Um, this streak I think will easily continue. I mean, they're playing the Nationals, who they who they beat last night. Or just a mess because, well, uh, there's a that's a rant for another day for another day, and then they play the Cubs next. So if they can, if they can, they're kind of rooting for the Brewers right now to kind of you know get some wins from the from the Mets so they can close that five and a half game gap between them, and um, hopefully you know make the NL East a little bit more competitive. Yeah. However, um, I'm, I th- we're going to mention this a little bit later, but I mean Ozzy Albie's freak injury fractured his foot. That sucks. Yeah, that's that really does suck. And did they say how long he's out for? Uh, no, I haven't haven't heard anything. But I'd I mean, imagine it's probably like six to eight weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe sad. longer. But, but I think they I can keep know. it up and make the playoffs. Um, I don't know if yeah. they'll win the division um, with how good the Mets are, but the Mets might met and they might choke at some point. You know? Um, yeah, we've seen them do it a lot, but they're still they still even they still don't even have Degrom or Scherzer. Yeah, they don't have to call yeah. more Scherzer. Yeah, so and I, I mean, it's just anyway. P. Alonso has been so good. Yeah, and speaking um, of a uh, little shout out to Chris Bassett. Yeah, nice outing yesterday from him. He's their new ace now because Degrom and uh, Scherzer are out. Well, he's an ace on probably twenty eight teams, twenty seven teams. I'll say. Like he's uh, a really good starting sure. pitcher. Sure, if you if you really come down, uh, I, don't know, I don't know about that. I, I don't know like about 20. that. I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take that like back. I'm gonna take that back. Maybe he like is 20. a top two pitcher on any team in the league, um, except the Mets because of Scherzer and Degrom. Um, uh, the Dodgers. I think he's top two with the Dodgers right now. Uh, I don't know about that, but, but why? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I will I debate this with you. But yeah, I mean, dominant outing from him. I know what he can do. Ace fans know what he can do. He's a solid pitcher and. Um, I think he's a free agent after this year and he's going to get paid hundred percent. Yeah. And hopefully he likes it in New York then he might stay. Yeah. No I mean, kidding. Steve, Steve Cohen's made it very clear. He he's willing to spend money. Yeah. So, and I'm sure he would want to keep the guys around that, you know, that gel well with the team and, and like everything is just clicking for them. Yeah. Um, okay. After, how- after our next, after these next couple of teams, remind me, I have a question for you. Okay. Sounds good. Yep. Uh, the next team, uh, also in the NL East, who um, 
who are just an absolute in, just in shambles for a while. And then they fired Joe Girardi. That's the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. And then they blow that game last night, but they were, they've been hot. This bullpen, though, I mean, the Phillies bullpen, it's like the it's like the Angels starting pitching in the Brewers offense. It's the thing that they just can't fix for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, they were on a they were on a nine game winning streak under their new manager, Rob Thompson, after firing uh, Girardi. Um, obviously, they're still quite a ways away from contending in the, in the NL East, but I think they're right back in the wildcard. Huh? I think they're like uh, I think they're like less than two games away from the first first or second wildcard spot. But uh. I mean, Phillies in the last 15 days, they lead the National League in team OPS. Their pitching staff, well, actually probably not anymore because their pitching staff blew it last night, but their pitching staff had a 3.49 ERA. And of course, this also ended last night, but they hadn't blown a save in the last two weeks. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. So, um, but hey, they're, th- this team is just so just like confusing. You know, and I, I feel bad for Bryce Harper because he's really doing everything he can to, uh, especially on the offensive side, to keep him in it. But I mean, hundred percent. I think I think you were the one who mentioned this. Like you can't outscore every single team because because you, 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 this is a you're like all these hitters. Like as you and I both know, you're gonna get out mo- most like mostly most likely like seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, also you just run you know, into a starting pitcher, and that can that a one 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 starting pitcher can shut down your offense for a day. Yeah, and then you lose. Like you don't have a chance at that point. Exactly. You got to have and, pitching, and you got to have defense, and don't, they don't have defense at all. And pitching wise, it's been trash. Yeah. yeah, the defense is god awful. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, like they're still in it, I guess. But I mean, I still don't think this is going to build well. Their strategy of trying to outscore everybody's going to build well. And, yeah. Uh, no, of course not. But hey, good um, for them. So, I'm actually almost perfect with the National League playoffs right now. The only team that I'm wrong right now is the Giants being in and the Phillies being out. Everything else, I'm right though. Okay, that's I'm not, not that's right with good. the division winners, but the the six playoff teams, I'm I'm I, I have five of six. No, so far, where's there's still a lot of season left, buddy. A lot of season. Um, um then we'll quickly mention the the next hottest team. Um, that would be uh, the Yankees, who ha- really haven't cooled off. Um, they're on a twelve game, twelve home game win streak, which doesn't really surprise anybody. But um, this team is good, and we definitely uh, underestimated them. They're the best team in baseball. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, especially the- that Glaber is back. Yeah, Glaber's raking. Yeah, and uh, Stanton's doing great. Judge is on a whole nother level right now. Um. Their bullpen's been solid. The only team that doesn't even have 20 wins yet. I mean, 20 losses? Yeah, 20 losses yet. They only have yeah. 16 losses. Yeah, that's, not, that's insane. So, but I mean, yeah. I mean, so hopefully they keep it up because, I mean, I wouldn't really mind seeing the Yankees contend again. I mean, I think that's good for baseball. Yeah. Because they're such a big fan base and they're like an iconic brand, you know. And um, – the Yankees being good is good for baseball. That's yeah, hundred percent. Um, I got one more team I want to shout out in the hot category that uh, wasn't written down and I forgot to write it down. The mm-hmm. fucking Padres. Uh, yeah. They're hot. They've stayed consistent. We, you know, we were joking that like Manny Machado is himself keeping this team going, but I mean, this team is pretty well-rounded even without Fernando Tatis right now. Um, yeah. And they, I mean, even then like Mike Clevenger isn't really hundred percent either. Um, they are rolling and I think it would be, it would take another massive downfall like last season for them to not make playoffs. And I don't see that happening under Bob Melvin. No, I wouldn't. I don't see either. Plus shout out to them. They're, they tied the Dodgers in for the NL West lead. It's crazy because they, uh, Dodgers got swept by the giants over the weekend, right? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, we were actually supposed to go to we, – we were planning on going to the one on uh, Friday, but we also just – it just completely slipped our minds, and then we were just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. I'm sure our boy Steve San Diego would have been really happy. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, um, yeah, shout-out to the Padres. Uh, I really hope that when Tatis comes back, they can, you know, really turn it on. But we'll see. They very, they very well could. So, Ryan, I have a question for you. Yep. It's a would-you-do-this-trade. Okay. 
Montas, Frankie Montas from the Oakland A's, plus yep. one of our good relievers. I, I don't remember his name right off the top of my head because I haven't watched an A's game in about two months. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of want to actually, I want to pull up his name real quick. Um, well, Frankie, Frankie Montas. Yeah, Frankie Montas and a closer. I think it's Acevedo. Okay. Or Jimenez. One of those two guys have like, is like, Jose really Jimenez, or Jimenez got off to a really hot start, then he just tanked. Yeah. Yeah. So one, one of those guys, just a reliever for Joe Adele and other prospects. So the Angels. Um, I mean, come a little closer to your mic. Wait, say it one more time. Can't really hear you. Come a little closer to your mic. Um, you really, the angels, I think there's plenty of other teams that have, I'm just saying for the angels, because I do think that they need an an ACE, Mm -hmm. um, because Syndergaard's been like a, like a, a three starter level. Mm -hmm. Otani has been fine. Um, besides that, I mean, who else is there? Am I, I'm forgetting someone. Um, no, I, I think that they need a Frankie Montas. Um, well, I guess the, the A's are looking for major league ready talent. So yeah, I'd probably do it. However, like in my opinion, the A's are pretty much nowhere near com- com- competing so i i would i would go for better prospects because the angels their prospects are like amazing yeah and i think you can if you train to like boston or uh minnesota uh chicago yeah chicago i mean you could get some really really good prospects out of it especially if you got if you got Boston, I mean, you have so many options because they, they're stacked. And, I mean, the Twins have a couple, a couple of good ones. The White Sox have a few. I'm sure they've – I think all the all their White Sox prospects are pretty much well, – the majority of them have either been traded or they're already up. But they still have a few. Yeah. So – but knowing the A's, they are looking for major league rated talent. So, yeah, I would do it. But – if I was in the position, I would I wouldn't be like guys like we don't need like I understand we need like players to like you know play, but like I want to get like an absolutely stacked prospect prospect system you know and so my question is my answer is maybe, but yes for right now but if if it, the organization had different ideals then no, I would not do it. Okay. I just do think that, that the angels need another, like an, like an ACE. They don't have one. They need one. Um, yeah. Let's move on to our next segment. All-star voting. The very, so, very exciting segment. This is. We'll uh, share our all-star teams. Um, Where should we not, begin? AL or NL? Let's go. Well, it's, it's in Dodger stadium this year. So we're going to start with the AL. AL. Um, okay. So, uh, Oh man, this I'm really excited for this. I was really looking uh, when I saw that when I saw that All Star voting open. I'm like, all right, perfect. This is what we're gonna do because there's no no power rankings this week. Yeah, no power rankings. We're just doing this this week. Okay, um, where would you like to start? Let's uh, go from catcher down. So catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, outfield, DH, starting pitcher. There's gonna be a lot of similarities, but I I definitely I definitely think we did have a few uh, differences. However, this one the American League catcher should not be different. Should not be differing. You know what? I think we should do it this way. Actually, I just had yeah. to change it. Change it. We should go by position. Yeah. So we'll give the catcher for each for each team. Oh, you don't want to do American League? I think that's going to be League? smarter because then we could just we talk about the two catchers and then we move on to the first baseman, then the second baseman. Sure, that there. works. Well, we'll Let's do, do the AL. We'll do the AL first. Yeah. Um. For my starting American League catcher, number 30 for the Toronto Blue Jays, Alejandro Kirk. Um, honestly, did you did you ever think Alejandro Kirk <laughs> would be a starter over Vladdy and Bichette, in my opinion? Hell no. And I think I, I, I do agree with you. Um, I really think there's only one guy that can compete. Do you know who I'm talking about, maybe? 
Uh, no, because I think I'm okay. Before we move on, this is just our opinions, by the way. Yeah. This isn't like obviously this is just who we think deserves to be an all-star starter. And um, in my opinion, it's Alejandro Kirk because I mean, like, do without him, their offense would not be as good at all. And uh, and if, even if that's even with their new their top prospect Gabriel Moreno coming up, who also starting he's also been raking. So. Um, Alejandro Kirk is my American League starting catcher. Yeah, I think it? I'm going to pick him too, but I actually may, might make a last-second decision depending on how many games this guy has played in. Uh, 43 games on the season. How many games have, have they played? Is that like a that's about two thirds, right? Uh, yeah, it's about two thirds. Yeah, I'm changing my mind. I was going to pick Kirk. I'm going to go with Jonah Heim. Wow, <laughs> Jonah Heim. He's having a really good season. 250 batting average, seven bombs, 22 RBIs, 757 OPS isn't, isn't great, but I think his defensive numbers are solid. Um, I just don't think that Kirk has played in enough games. No, he, he's he no, he has. How many games has he played in? He's playing more, he's played more than Heim. Has he? Yeah. I'm just gonna say Jonah Heim. He'll be the only Ranger. I don't, I don't even have a Ranger in my uh in my starters. Well, yeah, he's, he'll be the only one. If anyone. Um, um, oh, yeah. Okay. He's played in 53 games. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I'm going back to Alejandro. Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jonah Heim. It's got to be Alejandro Kirk. It has to be. And then the National League is pretty easy as well. Uh, it's got to be Wilson, Wilson Contreras, your favorite baseball player of all time. Yuck. That's really gross. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, I also put him, but yeah, I hate that guy. Yeah. I mean, the only guy that's remotely close is Tyler Stevenson. But yeah. It's oh yeah. But Stevenson, did, Stevenson, I think got hurt at one point. Yeah, it's got to so be. But um, be the only note I put down for uh, Wilson Contreras was gross. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, the first base, first base in the American League. What do we got? All right, first baseman from the American League. Oh, this makes me so happy. Number twenty-three for the Seattle Mariners, Ty France. Yeah, what a what a stud my, he's been all my season. fantasy first baseman. What a pick. <laughs> um batting close to 320. Uh actually it used to be nine bombs, but he had a bomb last night. So that's 10 bombs. Uh career year for him. Uh well deserved. I mean, unfortunately, with how popular Vladdy is, I think like he will get it over him, but Ty France deserves to be the starter. Yeah, my my pick is Ty France as well. He's just he's been the best hitter with the Mariners. He's been the best all-around hitting first baseman for sure. Um, he, I think he's definitely in the, had in a the American year League. Than or in the American League, right? In the American League. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say like, um, like hold your horses. Now <laughs> there's a couple other guys that you know might make some waves. Um, the only guy I think that could be remotely close, just because he's a Yankee, is Anthony Rizzo. But that batting average is really low. Uh, yeah, he tanked. Like. He, he had a he got a massive slump after his hot start. Yeah, I was totally expecting that to happen too. There was no way he was keeping that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's got to be a tie for it. Um, so when you mentioned that, uh, I thought when I first I thought you said that Ty France is like the best first baseman hitter in the league, but then I misheard you because then you corrected you corrected me saying no, just in the American League because yeah. this dude is the best fucking hitter in the entire league right now. Yeah. For the first base in the National League. Uh, do I really need to say it? He's number 46. I'm wearing his jersey right now. And he's a god. Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, the, the MVP front runner right now. He's got to be. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I mean, he's, uh, he's unreal right now. I mean, he obviously he lost that 25, 26 game hitting streak. But, I mean, dude, it's, uh, he's on an unbelievable run. And, I really hope he keeps it up because I mean, St. Louis deserves the MVP because you know just to get over the Albert fever because that's yeah. our last MVP. So, so uh, little 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 tiny pause here. Okay, let's let's fast forward four months from now and let's say Paul Goldschmidt wins himself an MVP. Yep. Is he Hall of Famer? Oh man, that's so hard. Personally, for me right now. He's borderline right now. He's missing that kind of an award. If he wins the MVP, I think he's I think he's a lock. Not a first ballot, but I think he gets in. That's uh, tough, right? 
That's so hard. Dude, he's had, he's had a very good career, but he, uh, like, my heart wants to, says yes. My brain's is like, dude, he's like, and there's, I've already made this argument. There's plenty of, of, of guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame that deserve to be in over, over a lot of people, including Paul Goldsmith. I mean, obviously Barry Bonds. Uh, but that's just that's just uh, that's just because you know the voters can't get over their own egos. But um, like Vita Blue deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, who else? Who else deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I can't think of any right now because if Goldie wins MVP, and I think if he wins a World Series, yes. But he won't be first ballot. No. So, um, I mean, dude, there's so many, there's so many guys that need to be in the Hall of Fame. It's just crazy like, that he's. Uh, what's wild for me with with Goldie is that he is, um, he's almost 35, and he's playing the best baseball of his, of his life. He's right a late now. bloomer, even though it's like it's not even late bloomer because he's always been really good, but like he's like an un, he's unreal right now. So, um, I mean, dude, that, that's really tough because obviously I'm, I'm being biased because he is like one of my favorite players. He's always been one of my favorite players because he's always been the guy that never does anything like wrong, barely shows any emotion when he struggles. And, you know, he's also just a good person. And, but obviously that doesn't matter to the, to the, uh, to the voters or to the, to the voting committee. This but, is kind of wild actually. So he has four silver sluggers and yep. four gold gloves and he's played 12 seasons mm-hmm. he has been top 20 in mvp voting in one two three four five six seven was, eight of those 12 seasons two times came in second place he was i mean i, I mean i there was a, there was a obviously like stanton won it was it 2017 but Goldie had a really good case. He came in third, yeah. He came in third that year. Yeah. Goldie also had a really good case for that. Oh, actually, Joey Votto also did as well. But Goldie has had a few years where, like, there's always just someone a little bit better. Or, like, they could have gone either way and they just went with someone who who hit more home runs. You know, If he keeps this up for a few more years, his his career war is 54.4 right now. Assuming that he keeps this up probably raises that to nearly 60. That's a really, really good career. I mean, and also, here, why don't we just look up Goldie's uh, war in comparison to other Hall of Famers? He's a 54.4 right now. I know. So I'm, I'm sure that's higher than, you know, I think I'm sure that's higher than Ozzie Smith. But Ozzie Smith was like, you couldn't keep out Ozzie Smith because he was so fucking good defensively. And he was clutch. Yeah. That... I mean, uh, I mean, to also Harold Baines, like, come on, seriously. So he's around a career war of like, Sam, he has the same war as Sam Rice right now. I think he, he's in the Hall of Fame. He, okay. Well, is anyone like, rel- like not relevant, but I mean, like I mean, more modern than Sam Rice? Yeah, I could find someone. Um, I'm still looking right now. Joe uh, Mauer. David Joe Mauer. Ortiz. Ortiz was a DH. Still 55 war. Uh, Joe Maurer is a 55 war. He'll be a Hall of Famer. Well, if Maurer gets in, Maurer also has the MVP under his belt. Yep. So that, uh, uh, Jeff Kentz is a 55. Um, Johnny Damon. Oh, he's not a Hall of Famer. No, he's not a Hall of Famer. Um, Just a really good, really good baseball player. There's some really – I'm going to look right Joe now. Joe Torrey, 57. Well, Willie okay. Stargell, 57. Let's see here. Willie Stargell's 57. Wow. Right. That's actually, that's actually pretty damn good. Vladimir Guerrero, 59. Yeah. I mean, Ichiro, 60. Ichiro's only 60? But Ichiro's a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no, like, you, there's, there's, you cannot. But I mean, dude, all you need is about 60. You get to 60, you have a good chance of getting in. Um, and he's yeah. he may get to sixty by the end of the year. Yeah, 
No Todd Helton should be a Hall of Famer, 61.8. Oh, yeah, Todd Helton will make the Hall of Fame. He's he's literally the Mr. He's literally Mr. Rocky. Yeah. Like, so uh, yeah, I I think you know, by the end of his career, he probably gets to about 65, maybe even 70. And then by then he'll pass Jackie Robinson, Roy Halliday. Joey Votto, he'll probably get close to Joey Votto. Joey Votto's a 64. Willie McCovey's right there, too. Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio. Dude, uh, yeah. Uh, he keeps it up for three or four more years, gets that war up to about seven. I hope he wins MVP. I really oh, yeah. hope it because that would help him tremendously. Yeah. Um, we got distracted a little bit there, but Goldie is elite. That's the god. moral of the story. He's a god. Yeah. Next up is second base. I think both of these are pretty obvious. Um, second base for oh, is it though? Actually, I'm, I might have gone different for you for the American League because at second base for my uh... <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Number zero for the Cleveland Guardians, Andres Jimenez. Dude, really? he's having a really good year. He is. Yeah, yeah, about over three hundred, seven bombs. And I also just didn't want to vote for the cheater. So he's my pick. I did read some stuff, though, that, like, he was one of the guys that didn't cheat. But, like, it's so – I don't know. It's so obvious. That's, we don't need to get into that right now. But I did pick Jose Altuve. Um, <clears throat> just because, the you know, the power's there. You know, he's without Correa, without Springer, without all of those guys, he's still performing. He's still one of the best leadoff guys in the league. Um, I think he'll win. Well, I mean, like I said, Altuve is probably going to get it, but I I really didn't want to vote for him. Yeah, so, I get that. He's my pick. Okay, I'm going to go with Andres Jimenez. I, I'll, I'll I can live with that. Okay, Se- second second yeah. base. I think we can both agree with this one because he's the only he's pretty much the one that stands out, especially because Tommy Edmund does not have second base eligibility for some reason. You like jazz? But, uh, <laughs> dude he's he's really fun to watch um jazz chisholm he i mean he 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 stands out in in terms of every single you know national league second baseman he pretty much leads every every uh offensive stat and it's not even close in home runs either so and uh yeah so jazz chisholm he is my national league starting second baseman and um it's unfortunate too because he's getting a lot of bad. He gets a lot of bad, uh, bad reps from uh, not only like just haters, but his own team, which is weird. People are comparing him to, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, it was with the Bulls, with Michael, um, Scotty Pippen, to, or no, not Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. That's what people are comparing him to. Yeah, like, but that like, kind of a personality. Oh yeah, but you but you tell me that that you wouldn't take Dennis Rodman. No, I would take him all day. Yeah, Best no rebounder doubt. of all time. Yeah, no, I, that's what I mean. It's like, he's a, he's a really good player. I'm just yeah. saying like, that's what he's being compared to in like the, in the dugout presence in the locker room presence. Well, that's all it's. Yeah. I understand. But the Miami, you also need to fix just your entire organization. <laughs> no kidding. So um, I mean, Shall we move on to third base with the two biggest slam dunk picks of all time? Yeah, because I mean, you can either, you can go either way here, but the guy who deserves it for me is number eleven for the Cleveland Guardians. Got to be Jose Ramirez. I mean, the dude is, he's leading in pretty much almost every offensive category except for home runs. Um, and he's definitely up there in MVP MVP uh, candidates. Uh, I just think he deserved it. Rafael Devers is gonna is gonna be an All Star, but I we I think we can both agree Jose Ramirez deserves to be the starter. I mean, it's, what is it, 60, 62 RBIs? That's ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, he's got to be he's got to be the third baseman. Um, there's he's going to be. Um, he's my pick yeah. as well. And then same in the National League. It's got it has to be has to, Manny yeah. Machado. Yeah, Manny Machado. Um, I mean, I've given a lot of love to Manny this this year and. I will continue to support him, and uh, he's done extremely well to uh, help his help him help the Padres get into a tie with the juggernaut and the Dodgers in the NL West. So Manny Machado will be the starting 
third baseman for the National League. So we move from probably the biggest slam dunks to probably the most difficult ones. Yeah, shortstop, shortstop was not easy. This is still not, not easy. easy. Yeah, um, uh, you could go a lot of ways, a, di- a few different ways here. But for me, I'm going to go with uh, number two for the Boston Red Sox. I'm going to go with Xander, um, just because of of his consistency and. Um, also Tim Anderson did get injured, so that doesn't really help. Didn't really help his case, but, um, I, I, if he, if Tim gets voted in over Xander, then I can, I can live with that. It's totally fine. But, um, I'm going to go with Xander Bogarts for my yeah, start. I think Tim's just hurt right now. So I think that kind of yeah knocks his case down a bit. Um, I did pick Xander as well, but like there were six guys on this list that I actually took a second to just go, man, like, what about this guy? Like, what about Correa? No, he's been hurt. No, I can't yeah. do that. What about J.P. Crawford? Having a pretty good year. What about yeah. Jeremy Pena? What about Bo Bichette? You know, Tim Anderson. Yeah. Um, even Wander Franco. Like, you got to think about Unfortunately, him. also got hurt. Yeah. And you just got to think about him. But, like, you're not going to vote for him. No, oh, yeah. I think Xander is the – I think Xander should be the right choice. And he is my choice. Um, I would honestly put Bo Bichette as number two. Yeah, because I mean, he's been really hot. He's been heating up. He got off to a rough start. He's been yeah, hot. but I mean, you can't really go wrong here. There's a lot of good shortstops in the American League. Here's where um, things got difficult, though, was the National League. Shortstop. Yeah, this was this was really hard because, like, the obvious one when you first look at it, and you don't even look at stats. It's Trey Turner. Yeah, but I actually didn't even put him. I actually, he used to be on there, but I'm like changed things. I'm like, holy crap, this this guy actually turned his season around because he he was terrible. In the first couple of weeks, he was leading the entire league in strikeouts. And his and so I'm talking about number seven for the Atlanta Braves, Dansby Swanson. Been 290 with how many bombs? I don't know how many bombs, but uh nine, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. so Dansby, and he's he's leading all shortstops in every defensive stat. So Dansby's my pick over Trey Turner, which is weird to say. I didn't pick either of those guys. Who'd you pick? Tommy Edmond. Oh, okay. Well, I'm yeah. sticking with Tommy Edmond. And I, he was going to be my slam dunk second base pick, but then when he didn't have the eligibility, I was like, okay, let's look at the shortstops. Trey Turner is having like a ridiculously good year, but it feels like it's under the radar. It is, is weird. because you would think he had double digit home runs right now and like he'd be just running away with the stolen base, the stolen base. Um, not record, but you know the just the lead. He's not just the lead. Yeah. Thank you, Tommy Edmond. But, but you know who it is, Tommy Edmond. In the National League, yeah. But uh, it, what about the majors? I'm talking about for shortstops. You know who's in the majors? Isn't Julio? It's fucking Julio. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. I love that shit. I love. Yeah, I think I w- I think I would go Tommy Edmond, Trey Turner, and and then Dansby. Um. Because Trey Turner, 46 RBIs out of like the leadoff yeah, spot that, is that's, pretty ridiculous. that's really good. Yeah. And, but um, I, I'm going to give it a dance me. I yeah, just, I'm still going to give it to Tommy. I want to see two Cardinals. Starting. I think they're all going to make it. That's the thing. Oh, everyone we're talking about today has got to make it. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So the, the shortstop was definitely the hardest one for me. Yeah. Um, American right, well, League outfield. Okay. So we're, we're just going to name there's three outfielders. Yeah, go, just right. name your three. Okay, so I'm going to go with just the most deserving to – well, they're all deserving, but most deserving to the least deserving. So um, I, I also play them in positions, but in right field, uh, this is pretty obvious. Number 99, Aaron Judge. Um, yeah. He's literally putting up video game numbers. Yeah. Not as many RBIs as you think, but um, he's helping his team become the best in baseball. And I pray to God the Giants throw a shit ton of money at them this offseason. Cause that'd be really funny to see him leave <laughs> to leave the Yankees be hilarious. And um, so that's my, that's my right. That's number out for the number one who I put in right field um, in center. Actually, I'm going to go with my left fielder. Cause he's the second most deserving um, another very obvious one. Number 27, the goat Mike Trout. Um, he's now back to being red hot. He's the best player in baseball. Please stay healthy. Um, and center field. This is this is actually where we might where we might differ because I actually almost went Stanton here for my third outfielder. Okay, but this guy, his numbers 
his average might not say anything, might not be too great, but dude, not only is his his average, but his probably his stolen bases, to, stolen bases. I'm so glad he didn't have a major injury. Byron Buxton, number twenty five. Um, yeah. dude, he has a nine. He's batting like two, two close to two forty, but he has a nine oh five OPS, eighteen bombs. Yeah. So it's tough to not to not do that. I mean, so I, I mean, you could also go Kyle Tucker here too, because Kyle Tucker's kind of had a pretty solid season. But yeah. out, uh, even Stanton, but I mean Byron Buxton, I'm gonna put him there because just because of how he's he's great to watch. And he's he's the twins best player. So I'm like, perfect. That's my twins pick right there. So I have Judge Trout Buxton for my outfielders. Okay. You go ahead, buddy. Yeah, so Judge. Okay. 100%. Leading yep. the league in home runs. He's having a ridiculous season. Yep. Trout having yep. a ridiculous season. Another, I mean, as, as usual. <laughs> yeah. And this is where it really pissed me off because uh, every ounce of me wants to pick Taylor Ward. Um, because he has really, really deserved it um, up until this point. When he's, I think he's hurt right now, or he was hurt for a bit. He, I think he um, still is. I thought he, I think he was playing in the game last night, actually. Um, oh. But so it's so frustrating because he would be right there for sure. Um, right now, I, I can't pick him. I can't do it right now. Yeah. Um, if he can, in two weeks, if he picks right back, right back up where he left off, he deserves a spot 100%. I don't care that he's played, you know, maybe 15 less games than the other guys. I think he does deserve it. Um, I took a look at Byron Buxton, um, and I did, I did pick Byron Buxton as well. Um, oh, and wow. <laughs> the biggest reason for that is what he has done for the twins. Yeah. They, the twins would not be leading the division if it wasn't for that, to be honest. Um, and maybe you say that with the white Sox, just for whatever reason, sucking, that's the reason they're leading, but no, Byron Buxton has really led the charge. Um, 18 home runs is pretty ridiculous. Um, Batting only 233, which kind of sucks for me with having a starting outfielder. But he's um, an absolute menace on the base pass, too. Yeah. What he does yeah. everywhere else, the average, fine. Um, his OPS is still 902. So yeah. his slugging percentage has got to be ridiculous. His on-base percentage is probably ridiculous as well. So I like those three picks. Um, uh, we do agree on that for sure. Now okay, this wow. is where we'll have differences is the National League, though. Yes. Um, but um, – yeah, let's do it. Uh, where, where am I? Because I oh, mean, there's not really. There's one obvious pick, and then there's one else obvious is kind pick. of your own opinion. Yeah. So obvious. The obvious pick is number fifty for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Mookie Betts. Yeah. Um, dude's having a great year. Um, he was he was batting over three hundred one point, but then he's kind of fallen off a little bit. But dude, he's still unreal. Yep. Um, okay, this is probably where we differ, but uh, so number my in left field for me, I just put him in left field. You ready for this? This guy, he's batting 414 with a 1.22 OPS in high leverage situations, which is the best among, among NL outfielders. Um, he has a higher um, – actually, I'm sorry. No National League outfielder has a higher win probability added this season than, than, this, than this player with a plus 1.94. Definitely I think we picked the same guy. It's freaking Jock Peterson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's been so good for the Giants, and uh, he, he's he's pretty much just carried their offense. Oh, okay, that's not true because Yaz has had a good year as well, and um, he's definitely stepped up because Crawford hasn't been the same. Same thing with Belt. Belt's been injured. So, Jock Peterson is my uh, starting left fielder. And my so this is this actually where Murray might differ, but I'm gonna defend this guy because nobody wants to pitch to him. He has more walks than he has strikeouts. His average does not tell the whole story. It's Juan Goto. I'm sorry. You have you I can't keep him off because there's really no other outfielder. Like obviously the Shremsky had a good year, but like dude, he also has what 13 bombs and no one gets on base for him. I mean, it sucks. Juan Goto needs to get out of Washington. Yeah, no kidding. And, I mean, besides, obviously, the average is down. 
his uh, the rest of his offensive numbers are still a, like top tier in the league. I mean, the fact that he's walking, he has 53 walks and 42 strikeouts through what 60 something games. That's ridiculous. Oh that yeah, is ultimate p- play discipline, and it and it sucks because. Yeah, he has Nell in, in the lineup, which does help him a little bit. But even with that protection, no one's going to pitch to him. No, no one's going to pitch to him. So, um, so Juan Goto is my uh, other outfielder, which is where we might differ. So, yeah, we do differ here. Okay. Um, I went with a guy who's having a career year. Okay. He's got. Only an 832 OPS, which is, you know, not the best, but it's good. Seven bombs, 30 RBIs. Ian Happ. Ian Happ? Ian Happ. Wow. <laughs> I think that he deserves it. Holy crap. Okay. Um, I was not expecting Ian Happ. Um, I was expecting you to say, like, Yaz or, like, I don't know. Well, or like even Stalling Marte. Yaz and Happ are, like, Half has better numbers than he has. Yeah, but I, I also was expecting you to say like Starling Marte, or because he's also had a very good year, also under the radar. But I don't even see him on this list. Oh, he's way down there. Um, no, I, I think Ian Happ needs to be on this. Uh, he has one of the top out National League outfield OPSs, and the, and, and the only reason he's on this freaking list is because of the guys that have just like outfield in the National League has been dog shit this year. Um, yeah. Besides Mookie and Ronald Acuna as well, who's probably going to win just because of popular vote, but he just hasn't played enough. But he's a, he's played in half the games. Yeah, so. I'm taking Ian Happ. I'm going to stick to it. Okay. Because I do think that he's an all-star this year. All right. Um, Interesting. I think the designated hitters are uh, are slam dunks. Uh, yeah, because I mean, well, <laughs> American League. There's a there's a little bit of an argument for JD Martinez. But it's got to be your. Yeah, it's it's your not it's your dong Alvarez. Yeah. And then there's only one guy as well in the National League. It's Bryce Harper. It's Bryce Harper because he's not outfield eligible because he's hurt. Yeah. Um. Well, I have to give a shout out to your dong Alvarez. And dude, he's a freaking monster. I mean, three fifteen average, seventeen bombs, one point oh two eight OPS. That is a that's a monster. Yeah. He's also he's just got, a monster. He's also just a monster in real life because he's yeah. huge, and he just got extended six years, one hundred fifteen million. Good for him. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But and then, uh, Bryce Harper is just being Bryce Harper, so um, it's just unfortunate because they they can't play defense. Right. Um, oh, all right. Starting, starting pitchers. Starting pitchers. Uh, dude, this was so hard for the. Uh, for the AL because there's so many good options. So I'll go first. Go ahead. Because I have him coming in third place in my preseason Cy Young voting. Mm-hmm. Freaking Tariq Skubal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is second in American League starting pitching war, only behind Kevin Gosman. He has been one of the best pitchers in baseball. His FIP is one of the lowest in baseball, but he plays for the goddamn Detroit Tigers. Yeah, he played for any other team, he would be a Cy Young frontrunner right now. But unfortunately, he he's not because there's he is one a frontrunner. He's just not. Your he's not the frontrunner. The frontrunner is the guy I'm going to mention, who is going to start the, the All Star game. That's Shane McClanahan. Yeah, he's ML, pretty good. MLB leader in strikeouts, second in WHIP, sixth in ERA. But I mean, dude, you can go so many options because you got also Verlander, Kevin Gosman, as you mentioned, um, Martin Perez. Who would have thought? Um, Nestor Cortez, who unfortunately would have been the starter, but then he got lit up in his last start. And, uh, my boy, Alec Manoa. Um, but, uh, I think all those guys are going to make it anyway. So, um, oh, and then one of my favorite picks for the moment for my national league starter. Uh, this is the spring joy to my heart because I knew this guy was going to be good last year when he was my sleeper pick. For your San Diego Padres, number 44, Joe Musgrove. Oh, yeah. That is not who I picked. Really? Santi Alcantara. That, you can go that way, too. But, I mean, 
Musgrove literally like besides Alcantara, like Musgrove leaves in every other category he's not leading in. Okay. So, and plus the Padres are tied for first for the Dodgers, which also helps. I just like Alcantara because he has by far the most innings pitched. He has 91 innings pitched. Yeah. Well, that's because this guy has 82. Yeah. Which is probably, I mean, yeah, because they just let him go. But I mean, Musgrove has been unbelievable. He's having a good year. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And um, hey, it can go either way, but Musgrove is my, is my pick for starting pitcher. So I'm so, I'm so glad we agreed with, with Jock. That was great. One thing I'm I'm looking at some of the stats right now. Kevin Gosman's having a pretty damn good year. Yeah. For a guy that throws a splitter, mm-hmm. he's not walking, guys. No. He's got a 1.2 walks per nine. Yeah. He's not giving up any home runs either. No. Um, and his FIP, his current ERA is 2.67, but his FIP, which is uh fielding independent pitching, which is basically what his ERA would be if like his if everything like went perfectly for him, it would be 1.75. Jesus. And he's, and that's like the second in second place is Scooble with a 2.29. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you could also like, who's leading the, who's leading the American league in, in ERA. Is it Verlander or is it Manoa? But I, th- I know for a fact, Manoa has like a 1.1.8. Oh, I thought it was McClanahan. Hang on. Let me check. No, McClanahan is in sixth in ERA. Uh, it's Manoa, McClanahan, Verlander. Oh, so McClanahan's in second. Mm-hmm. A one point eight seven. So McClanahan is definitely going to be the uh, the American League starter then. <laughs> Manoa's worth noting, but yeah, his strikeouts are just insane right now. Yeah, and uh, well deserved, honestly. Well, um, that was our that was our our all star our all star picks. That it was. And then uh, we got a couple more notes and then we're getting out of here today. No power rankings. We'll catch that up next week and we'll bring out some of our other segments next week as, next week as well. A little panic index, another, uh, maybe another predictions revisited next week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but before then, poor Ozzy Albies. That's a, just, really a, just a freak injury. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but I, I, when I first saw it, I'm like, did he like foul it off his foot? Like what happened? But like, he just twisted it completely the wrong way and then crack. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I honestly thought that would really affect the Braves and their winning streak, but clearly that was, I was wrong. Cause they, they pretty much put a little bit of a beat down on the nationals yesterday. Yeah. He'll be back. So. Um, got a couple I got a question for you real quick. Yep. Do you think Joe Girardi is a Hall of Fame manager? No. Do you think Joe Madden is a Hall of Fame manager? Mm, he's more qualified than Girardi. They both have World Series. Yes. And they both have a crap ton of wins. Yeah, but... Uh... I'm, I'm just going to say I think that they both are, and I think we should see a third Hall of Famer get fired Tony as soon as possible. Tony LaRusso. The White Sox, I think, would be at least five games better without him. I think that he is the reason they are causing, they are having problems. Yeah, but I don't know why. I don't know what's he should have been, he should have been fired a long time ago. I don't know he why he fired last year. Yeah, I I have no words. I don't know what I don't know what they're thinking. They should have hired Bob Melvin. <laughs> the Padres got to him. Sandy, yeah. San Diego, you know, nice warm weather. Chicago, down there. I do like my my National League Manager of the Year pick. I think uh, it's got to be Bob Melvin at this point. I think you're right at this point. I mind's Craig Council, but I mean, it's probably it's probably Bob Melvin at this point. Um, it can't be Craig. Yeah, yours is Craig Council. There's no way at this point. No. Um, the other guy, unless the Padres like collapse Mar-Mole. again. Yeah, could be. Got to be it, maybe for the, with the Cardinals. It's probably those two. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for episode twenty six. Uh, Ryan, you got anything else to say before we head out? Oh God, I really hope Goldie keeps it up. <laughs> I think he will. I think. I think he's. I think we'll see him in the MVP finalists this year. If he hits all year like he hit in spring training, where he batted five hundred, 
it's it. You might as well just give them the MVP, the MVP award right now. You want to throw so. out a quick prediction? Prediction? Yeah. Do oh, you want I to throw out a prediction real quick? I didn't even write anything down. Neither um, did I. Just think of something real quick. Uh, Jack Flaherty is gonna throw six shutout innings tonight. Is he starting tonight? Yep, he's back. He's not throwing six innings tonight. <laughs> so I'm, I don't care. I mean, I, just, I it was the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see where are they at right now. The the White Sox are gonna pass the Cleveland Indians in, in the standings. The Cleveland Indians? The, oh yeah. The, the, oh, the Guardians. The yeah. Doesn't exist anymore. Whatever, Ryan. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> the White Sox are gonna pass the Guardians in standings. They're two and a half games behind them. There's and the White Sox are playing better baseball. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, also wish me luck in golf today. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I'm about to take a nap because I'm still on European time. So I am exhausted. Um, yeah. I'm but until next week, uh, we'll see you guys then. We'll keep up with some baseball and we'll have a lot more to talk about next week. Peace.